Hello people, this is Aram. Before we start out this week, we have another shout out to BattleBards. BattleBards does unique, high quality audio for your tabletop fantasy needs. They have an amazing library of sounds that they have very generously offered to God's Fall for our use to mix into this podcast. This week, we're gonna talk about spell sounds. They have curative magic, ice magic, Fireballs, even magic missile. And on top of all these spell sounds, they also have weapon sounds, combat encounters, different languages. Even original music. So if you want your tabletop RPG to sound like God's Fall, check out BattleBards.com and take a look at their Kickstarter. It's going to be amazing. We'd also like to ask you all, if you haven't yet, please take a minute, go to iTunes, find God's Fall, and give us a review. That really helps us get the show out there to as many people as possible. And if you guys could spare a few minutes for us, we would truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. And one last note, there's a couple of things in this episode that might be difficult to understand as you're just hearing them. So I've put up some very specific maps on our website, godsfall.com. Go to episode nine, they'll be posted there. I don't want to say too much what they're about because it'll spoil it, but if you're having trouble understanding where the players are, go there and it will explain it in detail. Back to the podcast. My name is Aram, and I'm the Dungeon Master for God's Fall, a custom 5th edition Dungeon & Dragons campaign in Washington, D.C. Last week, Torpic led the party deep into the mighty Ironwoods, searching for his White Wolf, where the party made both friends and enemies amongst the Wild Elves who lived there. As the old Wild Elf Hagen taught the party to unlock their hidden talents, Torvik was brought before the mighty Treant Steelbeard, who awoke from his long slumber to bestow gifts upon the party and instill Torvik with the essence of the forest. Awakened as a guardian of the Ironwood, Torvik opens his eyes only to see several elves leveling longbows at him and the party. So you guys head off along this trail and into the woods. You come around a bend and bam, 20 feet from you is a black bear. About, I'd say, 40 feet behind him is a wild elf with a bow raised pointing directly at you. You need to leave, my friend. You are not welcome here. I am going to stand there with my hands up. I look to the elf and say, please, we're friends. He steps back and kind of lowers his bow, turns towards the trees above him, and calls out. As he does so, you hear a rustle in the trees above you and a second elf drops straight to the ground. Her head is shaved along the sides and jagged lightning-like tattoos ring her skull. Would you come with us? There is someone I believe you should talk to. I'm him. Happily. A few minutes later, a very old elf comes in. She's kind of stooped over. She has an ironwood cane and clearly not the best vision. And she begins to trace a symbol through the air. And as she completes that circle, her eyes flare. As far as game mechanics, this is what's happening. At will, Doro, you can now blink. And that is how your superpower, or as we're calling them in this game, your divinity works. (laughs) (laughs) Are you him? Yes. Good answer. Because <laughs> if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. And then, crap, you split straight in half and you just see both halves collapse into the forest. There's almost nothing left of it but this thunderous crash and you just collapse into nothing. And you see an elf and then three others step out from behind trees and raise longbows at you. A fifth elf runs forward and points at Edemil. Stand down! You will pay for your crimes. You will pay for desecrating this place. 
Yes, you yes. have to describe your new I dice bag. Detail. Well, <laughs> don't want to diatribe you. It is uh, yes, uh, okay. ranting is what I do best. So it is a repurposed makeup bag, and it is sparkly, glittery silver with a pink zipper. Excellent. And you have this new dice bag. Why? Well, I don't fully subscribe to your superstitious theories. I figured it also couldn't hurt. Fair enough. So, <laughs> cover all the bases. We'll see, we'll see what unfolds. Excellent. So unlike the rest of the party, Doro has decided to go ahead and roll his hit points for every level. Here we go. Not well. That worked out very well for you, That's Doro. That's what I'm talking about. Do you have the same it? level of hit points as me now. Okay, 18 hit points. Nice. Okay, quick recap last week from what the Ent gave all of you. Doro, you were given a 50-foot length of rope woven from his vines and his leaves that on command can extend up to three times its length, so up to 150 feet. So with one tug, it'll quickly retract to its original length. Two tugs will make it release from anything it was tied to. So if you were to tie it off, climb down it, two quick tugs, it'll release and simply fall to the ground. Phryne, you were given a cloak made completely out of leaves that can change color into any color leaves can obtain. So reds and yellows, oranges, browns, greens, that kind of range, right? And you can also become anything you think of, any type of dress or clothing or cloak or whatever. If someone gets within like 10 feet of it, they can see its leaves, but anything beyond that, they would never know. Zion, you were given a plus one ironwood quarterstaff. It's covered in elven ruins and looks very similar to the one that you've been trained with. Same weight, same feel. This one is, of course, a lot stronger and does magical damage as well. Torvik, you were given basically a suit of training mail. This wasn't even an item, this was homework. You were given a training dummy of sorts to show you how to create wooden armor out of ironwood and also to show you how to work and shape ironwood. And these secrets haven't been told to anyone outside this forest, but for some reason, they felt you should have this. Once Steelbeard was done giving his gifts that he had held for 98 years, as he was collapsed, he just broke apart and splintered into pieces all around you, a large part of which fell towards Phryne, and she was rushed out of the way at the last minute by Para. The viewers at home, the, viewers, the, farmer, the listeners right? at right. home should know, he's placing these elaborate trees and <laughs> toilet paper rolls that he's wrapped in mysterious bark-like texture. And Everything's all laid out on this. This crap. is why the podcasts don't come out on time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it fell. It kind of split your party up a little bit. There's a huge thunderous crash, and you emerge from this cocoon, just dripping in sap and gross and slimy, and your hair is all matted down. That's true. This is kind of a a, a heightened version of that. You emerge from this completely awakened by the forest. Your senses are overloaded by the amount of information that is just flooding into you. But it does let you notice a single twig snap and your eyes lock on an elf that has just stepped out from an ironwood tree and raised a bow at your party. And as you look, you see three others, like an arc around you, all stepped out, all raising bows directly at you. A fifth elf is charging over that land bridge. He's got two short swords in his hand and he's pointing one at Adamil as he does. And he's shouting at him, Stand down, Adamil! You will pay for these crimes! You will pay for desecrating this place! Okay, so what I'm going to do is attempt to blink forward. 25. 1 to 10 you can do it, 11 to 20 you can't. Okay, so I do that. I blink forward 25 feet. So I'm here now. Okay. Okay. There's and a I, weird kind of whoop, and then whoop, as he just vanishes and, reapp and reappears. There's no big flash of light. There's no big thing, but there is certainly kind of a rush of air as mm -hmm. he comes out. Almost, almost a bang, but not quite a bang, but there's an audible whoop as he comes out of it. When I pop back out, I say, STOP! We're one of you now! Cebu just glares right at you and says, fire! And they all shoot. So they don't care that we can do this stuff. This elf fires for the dwarf. This elf fires for you. This elf fires for Adamil, as does that elf. 
The first arrow just kind of cuts into his arm as he turns with it, avoiding a major strike. The second arrow, whack, he just grabs clean out of midair right before it strikes him. Fortunately, I am behind this tree. <laughs> okay. One. Yep. Well, one. Wow. Oh. <laughs> okay. The, these two archers got ones, this one on this side and this one on this side. They both aim and fire at Adamil and they miss as he simply steps out of the way. The arrows fire past him and strike each of the elves, knocking both of them down. Now, how does magic missile work? It won't hit other people. It will not hit other people to go around them. So I'm going to use my magic missile. All right. So when I roll to hit, what mm -hmm. am I rolling? D20 and what is it? No, you don't roll to hit. You just hit with oh, it. Oh, you just hit. It just hits automatically okay. every time. That's like magic. Zion, you hold your hands to the side of you with your palms facing each other and your fingers splayed out as Hagen showed you. You focus on the energy that you can feel building between your hands and three bolts of pure force appear and fire outwards, shooting across the forest floor and striking the elf, dropping him to the ground unconscious. Phryne, you're up. Uh, with a flint that I have in my pack, mm -hmm. uh, start a small fire on, <laughs> like I, I duck down mm -hmm. behind, you know, my protective barrier of the mm -hmm. tree. That's me right there. Perfect. Uh, and, and start a <clears throat> small fire. Let out a guttural roar mm -hmm. as loud as possible. That's it. Just so you throw, and he turns and leans backwards, and it goes foom right past him. Uh, back to the top, Doro. He's gonna jump on oh, his wait, back. That's an excellent idea. Hold oh, the knife in gonna... his uh, sleight of hands. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to uh, cut your throat. I know, and I'm trying to cut his purse. Uh, no, so I go like I maneuver behind him, right, with your tiny, um, tiny legs, and then <laughs> I'm gonna try. I know, everyone shake your head at once. <laughs> I'm gonna try and jump on his back and grapple him. What? And hold the knife to his throat. Hold and the hold knife the knife to his throat. throat. And oh. be like, uh, you all stop firing now. Okay, let's figure out how the fuck grapple works. When you want to grab a creature or wrestle with it, you can use the attack action to make a special melee attack a grapple. The target of your grapple must be no more than one size larger than you, and it must be within your reach. Using at least one free hand, you try and seize the target by making a grapple check. A strength athletics check contested by the target's strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics check. The target chooses the ability to use. If you succeed, you subject the target to the grappled condition. Is this, you're deciding whether this is strength or dex, or is it, I'm For strength. You, no you're matter, always, yeah, the one strength. who grabs is always strength. The okay. defender can choose dex or, or strength. strength. Fine. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. With yeah, he just kinda, you, you, you grab his arm, but he just yanks it out of your hand. He's stronger than you thought he was gonna be. Sebu's up next. Okay, he's pissed at you. Try and drive a short sword directly into you. Uh, does a 12 hit you? No. Okay, so you just go <laughs> duck around it easily. So he turns around? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's no facing, uh, but yes, he is. There, okay. Yeah, there's no, it doesn't really matter. As long as you're flanking him, you're gonna get the bonus no matter what. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, elves. Okay, then they are going to advance. This one's gonna fire at Para. Oh, Para didn't act. Oh, Shit. you're right, we hadn't rolled him in. Uh, Para's been terrified and trembling. Don't worry, I have some words of encouragement for Para <laughs> when we get to my oh, turn. God, you're gonna <laughs> fight him. It's gonna be a vicious mockery, and the kids is gonna start Put him in at just so be attacking them, not us. <laughs> so he'll act after the elves. Gotcha. Okay, well, one hits Para with an arrow. Okay, Para is struck in the same arm that is broken. Para just crumples to the ground, screaming in agony, and the other elf lines up a shot on him and is gonna take him out. He fires. Adamil is just suddenly at his side. He moved faster than any of you could see and boom, grabs that arrow out of midair, four inches from Para's forehead. Uh, the next one fires at Torvik. Ooh, is a 22 gonna hit you? Yeah, Oof. I'm 18 with my chainmail and shield. Well, I don't have my shield, so it's only 16. You get struck, like in your back right shoulder oh, my blade. My shield is on my back. What's that? I said my shield is on my back. It, it still hits you. <laughs> so you take, uh, it doesn't pierce all the way through your armor, but it felt like being struck with a hammer in your back shoulder. Take four points of damage. Whack. 
You're going to hit him with your stick? I'm going to hit him with my stick. All right. All <laughs> of your training. training. Yep. With all of your training. All my strength. Yep. He has advantage now. Yes, you have yes, advantage. So roll two 20s. How does this work? So the okay. plus one will be uh, the, add to the damage or to... For your strength? It, it adds... Okay. okay, so I'm using this this ironwood staff. Right, you're at minus one actually for but strength. I'm at minus one right. for strength. It's both. It's both to hit and damage. It takes a minus one off both of them. But what does the plus one do? For the, the oh, so it, so you know what? It evens you out. Right. So now you're just rolling. You're just, it it like takes that. away your your minus one of strength. Yeah. That's what it does. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you charge up, and he sees you coming from about 15 feet away because you are yelling as you're running towards him, and you just—I mean—you couldn't whiff more. It almost turns you all the way around as you miss him. Para. He is on his knees with an arrow jammed into his, like, right in where the arm meets his chest. Okay. Um, is he responsive? Yes, he's, he's, <sighs> like, yeah, he's definitely responsive. All right. Para, Para, you have to, I know it hurts, but you have to listen to me. These elves are in collusion with the people who killed your brother. Okay, so this is what I'm doing while Para is focusing on me and the fire. Para's basically got his arm, he's already halfway there. He, yeah. you, know, you can see the fire in his eyes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, excellent. But I'm, I'm directing it at this object and Yes, no, no, good, smart, very good. Torbic. All right, I push you out of the way because you're not helping. Oh, you don't need, he'll, you don't need to be on the opposite side of him. As long as two people are on the opposite side of him, he's flanked. You get the bonus as well okay. so by joining in. Yes. Yeah, you could go here or here easily. Okay. Now he's looking a little worried. I would be. Yeah, I think he expected you guys to be taken down by the arrows by now. Can I do non-lethal? Yes. At, and okay. Not- at any time with the new rules, you can you can just state I'm doing non-lethal damage, and therefore you do it. Same weapon damage, same hit. There's no penalties. It's the exact they just get same thing. Out if they run out of, okay, I'm exactly. gonna do non-lethal. Now damage. you can't say I'm gonna throw a non-lethal fireball. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna do it. Uh, I get advantage. We get advantage now, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna do a non-lethal <laughs> attack with my warhammer. Awesome. Uh, eight's the highest. No, he, yeah, he actually, with the kind of butt end of his weapon, as you're going back, he kind of almost meets you before you even really get your strength out. You just feel him kind of wrap the inside of your arm and knock your weapon to the um, side. He is fast. As I say, attempting to do this again, grab it! Uh, I have a 17. All right. And I rolled a 14. So you grab him where? What do you want to do? Well, I leapt up on his back. Yeah, so boom. You're up on his back. He makes have the a knife hand to kind of... No, because that's the next action. The grappling was this action. Okay. Next round, you can hold the knife to his okay. throat and he can fight you on it. Okay, that's okay. how we're going to do it. All right, so Doro is up on his back and you can see him bringing around a knife. Okay, and it's his turn. Well, then he's going to try and get you the fuck off him. Zero. Beat an 18. Or he can scream for mercy. Oh, no, you why? don't. All right, so he's like... Uh, he's like wrestling and Doral's like nope nope oh, not giving way, up by the way while this is happening yeah. I'm giggling <laughs> so of you're like, you are so you're, so you're like you're like Wesley and he's like Fezzik mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's awesome okay hang on who has been shot with an arrow uh, Ademil and uh, what's his name uh, Tara and, 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 and you got grazed gotcha okay Ademil drops his bow and rushes forward with a short sword in his hand in the blink of an eye. He is across the water. He simply runs right across the moat that surrounds this raised hill and is at one of the elves with the long bow. He runs in, dives down underneath the guy's bow as he swings at him and cuts him deep along his leg and side, dropping him dead. This guy's dead? Well, he's, he's not dead. He's down. He's not dead, dead. He is, he is, he's been cut deep across his chest, just below his jugular. So just, Adamiel pulled at the last <laughs> second so that that guy is down and dying. No. Who's next? Poor Save elf. that elf. Yeah. <laughs> All right, elves act. This will be interesting. Natural 20. Wait, I have a reaction. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes. So I will, I feel it about to hit me and I, Try to cast my shield as I as I used it before. Okay, so you guys, if you could slow it down in slow motion, see an arrow coming straight, just right for his head, basically. And at the very last second, you see this pink, purple kind of armor form around him. Unfortunately, with a natural a twenty, it continues on until you see a fist of the same purple material appear 
almost out of nowhere, grab the arrow and then vanish a second later and the arrow drops to the ground. You don't know what that is. That's not part of the spell. Mm. All right, Matrix. Who's next? All right. Elves, I'm sorry, there's one more elf. This one's gonna fire at Torvik. You're taking a beating. That's why I'm, I'm the beat stick. So. 17. No. Whoa. Well, no, actually, because I, don't have, I didn't take my, I still have my shield on my back. Right, your shield's on your back. So I, that was, so I'm 16. Cause... That one does hit you then, sadly. And you take five. Jesus. How are you looking? Uh, I got 11 points left. Gotcha. Now, oh, wow. I want worry. anyone. That's more than I had. Don't worry. No, <laughs> I know, right? It's about to end now. Make a, a poison throw, a uh, save with your bonuses. So make a constitution save with your bonuses added. Yeah, you're good. You feel a little groggy, but you're fine. You're just raw. And you know. Dirt. Para is on his knees. He's got an arrow in his shoulder, and he's got his hand gripped around it, and his eyes flame. Now, this time you can all see it because there's actual fire coming out of his eyes. There's also light, pure light formed around his hand. The arrow bursts into flame as well, and you can hear him scream as it all falls away into ash, and his wound is completely healed. Well, I don't know. Maybe I should <coughs> grapple him as well, right? You could. I did yell at you to do right. that. Right. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to then uh, grab. Okay. This is becoming a farce. All right. Uh, Friday. <coughs> Doro has grappled. He's like on his back and here on basically grabbing his legs. So you got your arms wrapped around his legs and Doro is climbing on his back. That's what you're looking at right now. Okay. And so he's about 15 feet from me. Mm -hmm. All right. So I am going to wield my flaming brand. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and say to him, your party is injured. We can heal him. You can either watch me throw this, have him light your forest afire, or you can stand down. We will do what we can to heal your party. Uh, I just, I reach out, grapple him, but I grapple him by the throat since... Okay, uh, yeah, at and this I, point, with you, with you on him and him on him, he is completely just covered in dude. There's nothing he can do, so <laughs> you he... You can yell to your men to stand down. Alright, whose turn is it? It is now uh, Saber's turn. Okay. STAND DOWN! That's what I like to hear. That was a good decision. And then, and then instantly, you know, they are very well trained. They don't, there's no grudge here. They, they just put their bows down. And as they do, these two run over. Well, that one runs over here, and this one runs over here. Okay. Because they need to tend to the wounds, because they are wounded. Okay. Para, by the way, is fine. His whole shirt is burned mm -hmm. off, but there is no wound on him whatsoever, and his arm is fixed. He is healed. The threat is over. I was wrong. These are not the people who are <laughs> in league with killing your brother. They could be our allies against him. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. Okay. I just... I just, I'm just dizzy, and he just sits down for yeah, a second. Yeah, sit down, take a deep breath. I, you know, here, have, have some from my flask. He's tired because he's been drugged. Uh, he was shot with an arrow, oh, yeah, so he's he fighting got, that so, off right now. So the now. healing did not remove the poison. No, it did not remove the a poison. Okay. We're on our way. Can your men, can you take care of your men, or do you need special healing? We need nothing from you. All right, then we'll be on our way. Can you, Enjoy your wood. Could you please ensure us, if there are others posted throughout the forest. I know you have your arrow signals. Um, we need safe passage. We will hunt you to the ends of the earth. Run while you can. Um, okay, well then I'm gonna fucking throw my flaming brand. <laughs> they know they've been beat. They're not gonna start another fight up now. Adamil, I think it's best that you come with us. Uh, Adamil just anymore. shakes his head. He's like, no, my f no. I knew what I did when I did this. I have broken our laws. I shall turn myself in. So I we shall... can all do that and just die? And my people must listen, and I cannot leave my sisters. Well, let's get your sisters and get out of here. You must go. You must come with us. I cannot come with you. This is my land, and I have broken my laws. I made an oath. I keep my word. Well, then why did you help us? Because you had to be helped. Because Hagen said Zion so. By his shirt. Yeah, so. we need enough sign. Let's go. Thank you very much for your help. It has been invaluable. We, is there is you. there a way for us to communicate with you? There is no way to talk with us over a distance. You will have to come see us again. All right. Well, hopefully we will see you in the future under better circumstances. Now let's boogie. Well met. Um, and he goes to the other elves, and he's just like removing his armor and removing his bows and just turning himself it's over. Very sad to see, but. 
I guess it's his choice. It, it, it's the decision that he had to make, and the decision that we need to make is to get out of here as quickly as possible. We're in agreement there. Yes, um, we do. So, Where are you going? So we currently are southwest of River Run and northeast of Turtle Bay. What is Turtle Bay? Turtle Bay is a... Uh, it's a smaller town that's basically fishing, and they also have a large turtle population, and they have an annual turtle festival. Well, of course. The mayor has a hat that is shaped like a turtle and wears all green coats. That's awesome. That, he sounds delightful. Where's our boat? Uh, well, he drug the canoe into the tree line when but you guys came over, but you don't know where that is because you were blindfolded for a long walk away from it. I mean, you could find your way back to the shore, but you don't know these woods, so you wouldn't know exactly where that is. Let's head back to the banks of the river um, mm -hmm. and see what we so can So you're basically going to cut north until you hit the river and then start going east. Yes. Okay. And it goes smoothly. Uh, you do see flare arrows go up throughout the evening in different areas, kind of maybe a couple miles away, but not right in your immediate vicinity, but they're of differing colors. There's a couple white ones, there's a couple red ones, and then there's some yellow ones. All right, so you guys march for about uh, 40 minutes, and then the ground starts to become more even. You press forward for about another 20 minutes, and the forest simply opens up into this flat clearing, and stone can be seen through the moss that covers the ground. And off to the sides, about every 50 feet, are these huge stone spheres, perfectly carved, perfectly round, all about maybe a foot higher than Doro, so about four feet tall each. Basically the size of Torvik. No, and, and those are obviously not uh, I'd like to natural. expect that. No, they're definitely not. Okay, uh, roll uh, just a straight intelligence. This is clearly from, oh God, they would do this in all of his temples. There would be these perfectly formed stone spheres or a perfectly formed stone cylinder. This is just them showing off. This is part of the earth, of the earth god. So there must be, you must be either at or near an earth god temple. Let's see if we can find- So let's follow the balls. Let's see if we can find an entrance to what was the temple. Everyone roll an investigation. I walk around, around grumbling because an elf knows more about stones. Than I, <laughs> um, I have, nice. I have a twenty-one. Nice. Right. I'm coming to the woods. Right. And sixteen. Okay. So you, both of you. So you're kind of pissed because you're like, I knew that, and like the whole, the, the whole time she's like, yes, yes, it's oak gun, and yeah, the stones, and yeah, I know, I know all that. Yeah. I'm a dwarf. Yeah. I know stones. Yeah. So you, you're, you're kind of, of over. You're, you're kind of like over here, and you're. Very carefully investigating here, you both kind of circle up and you get to a point where there's a ton of vines and you're pushing through them and then there is just, there is well, let's a go huge- Let's go into this cave. Well, it's not a cave. There's a huge stone staircase. And off to either side of the stone staircase are massive stone bowls, it mm -hmm. looks like, probably 50 feet is wide, blood filled in it? with, no, vines <laughs> and leaves. Like, and all this is- This all sounds no, like Temple of Doom. All this <laughs> is hugely overgrown, but it's very, very straight missionary style. This all <laughs> seems very familiar, you know, so you like- you know it well, right? <laughs> this is- Sometimes. This, this, this is definitely Dwarven Arcet. Um, architecture. Oh, God. What's it doing in the middle of the forest? Now I don't That's a know good question. Anything about my own people. Mm -hmm. um, yes, so what do you know? Are these temples, do you know, are there traps? Are they moving? Is it fairly straightforward? What's or is there valuables inside? <laughs> Dwarves were worshippers of of oh god of the earth yeah. god. That was the you know, the father of their fathers and how they were born and blah blah blah. So yeah, they there were a lot of Ogun temples. Uh, the reason why there is a temple in this forest is because there is there was a clan of dwarves in the mountains to the north, right here right where these ruins are, that used to be a dwarven stronghold. They now live with the elves in right in right in Ryland, but they had temples within this area. This, this, this didn't used to just be an elven a forest. The dwarves lived here as well. They used to use the ironwood. You guys used to know how to work the ironwood, but of course that was lost in the history of time. Yeah. So, and of course the dwarves aren't worshiping Ogun anymore, just A, Z, B, he tried to bring up uh, he tried to kill them all. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He tried to kill everyone. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, I suggest we uh, get some of these vines and get into this little hollowed out area and uh, hide out for the night and sleep. So you're basically, it's a huge stone staircase, mm -hmm. probably 100 feet I'm going wide. I'm that. 
Okay. Well, that well, that's your look. I mean, there's a large stone yeah. a staircase up to <laughs> what looks yeah. like just a two solid stone doors at the top of it. I mean, I think at this point it's really late. It's really, really late. dark. Really dark. Like injured. I it's do like think approaching. I'd say eleven at this point. Yeah, I think we need to rest, and I think we need to evaluate what we know, and then I am not opposed to exploring this, but I don't think. We've had a long and tiring day. <laughs> it's silent. You guys have just realized that where you are is silent. There's no birds, there's no other noise. Who's doing watch first? All right, first of all, Doro, yeah. I need you to promise me, promise me, and I will take your jewel that I have and throw it in the river unless you promise me that you will not go explore that temple approach it and you will not leave this shed until we all agree that we're doing that. Okay. <laughs> Threats. <laughs> All right, so who's doing what first? Actually, someone tie him up. <laughs> no, what? no, no we're we're not tying him up. It won't work. He'll just pop out of it. Just oh, pop, pop. Yeah. <laughs> Is he actually? Yeah, like, That's true. No, he would. I mean, the tree wouldn't come with him. So it here's how it would work. And we've never, we're not doing it. But in game, if you bound him mm -hmm. and he pop popped, he'd be with his bounce. If you yeah. tied him to a tree, he could pop out of them because the whole tree can't come with him. I think we should watch in shifts of two. Proceed on to watch? Yes. yes. We sit and what watch. What exactly are we supposed to be watching? What do you, how, how do you want to watch? We don't have a campfire, do we? No. You didn't, you didn't begin one, no. No, because we don't want It's to also talk. not cold. It's summer. So. Yeah. How far away are we from the, the Temple of Doom? I would say the Temple of Doom is about 100 feet. While I'm doing patrol, I yep. go past this temple mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like looking at it. Perfectly acceptable. Okay. Uh, roll perception as you're doing your watch. I rolled a one. But I got two. <laughs> Baby tripping. Balls. All right, so. That is how Doro got crushed by a rock. <laughs> all right, so Doro is just kind of, you know, and you see him, and he just walks by and looks, and he does his little patrol, and he kind of gets a little closer, and you're just watching him the whole time. And he's like, looks over at you, and he gets a little nearer, he goes back and does his patrol, and then he just kind of walks up a little closer, and he puts one foot on that staircase going up, and foom, foom, both brazers ignite in this deep purple fire and there is a rumbling that wakes all of you up. Way to roll a one, Doro. Thank you. So, also, way not to do what you're told. <laughs> so, well, he didn't, he didn't go, go in. He, he go technically in. did what he's all supposed was, to. Actually, I was doing what I was told, which was patrolling. I grabbed Doro by the hair. <laughs> Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you see the two stone doors beginning to slide open. Fuck. Uh, um, what did you do now? Cool! <laughs> You're close enough where there should be heat. There's no heat coming off. It's just this pink purple flame. Very similar, again, to that pink purpley of the astral like, world. How big are the brazier? Yeah. How bright is it? It's not it's that like, bright. You know, it's just it's bright enough to kind of, of fire. it's a different yeah. type of fire. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not hot and it's not as bright as fire would normally be. It's almost, it's, it's, it's like it's so a not, huge... Not horrible. Yeah, and not very threatening. Kind of, kind of welcoming, actually. <laughs> you guys head up to the staircase. We're at the foot of the staircase and you're kind of looking in and you can see just a little bit inside and there's some Glints, it looks maybe like. Is there any markings gems? on the wall or anything? What? what? Uh, 14 purposes. Sure seems to be glinting like gems all over the place inside there. Don't move. No one puts valuable things in places like this unless they're protected. 13 perception while I'm looking around for. Alright, so you kind of put. Things that look different. A foot on the stairs. Is it dark in there or is it lit? It's dark in there. Okay, it's so dark. I, I mean, it, like completely, like, like completely, just completely dark. So I can only see in black and white for 60 feet. Exactly. And there's nothing for 60 feet. It's just a huge open chamber. As you guys start walking up the stairs, you do start noticing dwarven markings everywhere. Inside Everything, the stairs the keep steps. going up? Yeah, so they, they, they go up for about... 50 feet, I'd say, before they meet a landing and then hit the door. And there are dwarven etchings everywhere, and they basically talk about, oh, gun, 
you know, oh, God, I'm the mighty, oh, God, I'm firstborn of earth, oh, blah, 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 blah. And it just goes on and on and on. You know, they basically introduce Ogun for like 30 fucking steps, right? You know, the father of Begot, Begot. Star Trek, Star Wars kind of. Yeah, exactly. On and on. And then finally it gets to his kids. And Ogun had God kids, but he also had mortal kids because Ogun liked to dabble with the mortals, much like let's say Zeus. Besides the pantheon of gods, there were many <laughs> demigods before the breaking of the world. Orm was one of them. So as the tale continues, you realize that this is actually a temple to Orm. Knowledge, what well, you will knowledge religion, because you're the one reading. There's, I mean, you know, you heard the story. There's a lot of these guys, and there was something about, something about he was a slave, or his mom was a slave. You don't know, whatever. So the stone doors that have slid open are not doors. They are basically 50-foot thick solid blocks that have rolled to either side. Just beyond, you can see a little bit in now, and there is a huge statue of a bull on a giant round circular dais about 100 feet back in the room. Beyond that, there, there appears to be a huge pool of water behind him. Like the stone just ends and it's just all water and from this water from the from the bottom from the top from all angles are these huge crystals that have grown out from the walls and out of the floor and they all start to glow slightly pink as you approach where was is this the precious gems that i was probably yes this is yes this is what looked like gems yeah (laughs) yeah and you've seen these enough at this point these are all naturally occurring seeker stones yeah yeah oh excellent because i was wondering you two are at the mouth of this huge crypt that has opened up in front of you. There is a massive bull statue in front of you. 60 feet tall, kind of like reared up like this with its tail kind of waving in the air and its horns up. And this is a very common depiction of Ogun. This was a form that he enjoyed to be in this massive bull. Uh, you also see the bodies of dwarves everywhere. There are just scattered everywhere. Some of them have been cut clean through with swords. Some of them have been decapitated. Others have been crushed. Their skulls have been like fresh shaved. bodies? No. no, no. These are these are old bodies. They're, you can see skeleton bones through them. Oh. And you can also see where some of those bones have calcified. They were killed a while ago, but there has been a slaughter here. And they're all right here I at the entrance? Of, I want to like kind of take a knee and just kind of not, I don't want to say say a prayer, but no. like acknowledge, acknowledge that something has happened words, here. You know, whatever proper burial eulogy that a dwarf would usually give, I want to to, to the brothers lost, just in case they haven't been properly. It would be a fair guess, concerning the fact that this has supposedly been sealed for a while. You know, yeah. yeah. I grab him. I know, not to the dead. Even the weapons that they're holding in their hands appear to have aged and rusted. I mean, everything on them appears to have decayed. So I wouldn't see why you'd steal it from them. Common temple guard. In on in front of the statue is a five foot disc of solid platinum that has been embedded into the ground. A solid platinum disc, unblemished, five feet wide, perfectly flat. I lick it. (laughs) Right? Do you? Okay. So Doyle just kind of drops to the ground and licks a a, uh, platinum disc. It's it's, it's, it's a platinum! Look at this! All right, you weird little fucker. Take out my dagger and start trying to. No, 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 no. You know better than that. No, you're the one that warms me. There's no movement at all. It's it's like it doesn't budge even remotely. Make sure there's nothing around. There'd be a platinum disc in the ground unless. You're supposed to stand there, or you're supposed to put something there, or it's obviously like, look at this focal point of the art, this is the point it's making, or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, it's like putting a chair in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. And I, I go over and I, I stand on, how big is the desk? It's, a, it's just enough room feet. for you to stand on it. All right, well I walk up and I stand on top of the desk. Okay, you guys hear a rumbling, and you hear it as well. There is a deep rumbling, just like when the doors were over, were, um, were, were opening. You also can hear like a pinging, and like I want a knowledge intelligence roll because you work with metal. Nineteen. Something is causing the metal within that bowl to expand. What do you do? Oh God, I stand there. Okay. Just All right. Enthralled by seeing this metal. You see the there's 
garnets that are the bull's eyes and you couldn't see before because they were deep set in they are the size of your head each and they glow bright red as a blast of steam fires from its nostrils directly towards you i need a reflex save a, well you're gonna be hit too and and a blast of steam is coming towards both of you what do you do and him. He's in the way? Yes. Yeah, you just hide. I would assume you just hide behind me. I try to grab him to pull him out of the way. Roll. And if it means I need to be in the way of the steam to do it, then that's going to have to happen. And 18. add your dexterity to it. 21. Awesome. You grab him, and just as the steam hits, you both vanish from where you are. And you appear, pow, right there. And a, like a huge cloud of steam fires out the front doors. And there's like a whoa at the same time, like a very, very loud tuba. Um, all right, well, at this point... And now there's more rumbling. All right, well, I'm rolling my eyes because I've tried to tell these idiots and they never, ever, ever listen. Nope. So. I just wanted to sleep. Yep, you are so groggy now because you've been you've gone um, to sleep and been woken up twice, twice now. The 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 stone circle it's on and everything begins to rotate and rotates clockwise. So this way rotates clockwise 180 degrees until the bull is facing north. The stone from under its legs drops down and creates a stone staircase. <laughs> yeah! All right. So, you ready, uh, buddy? What? Whoa, wait, 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 wait. And I go and I try to climb up on the bull. No. And figure out what these, uh, Roll these climb. gems where eyes are up here that I It's solid, know. slick stone, so. How about athletics instead of climb? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, right. 16. 16? Yeah, you get to climb up there and you can kind of get in there and. What is, what is you this? You can reach in there and like just kind of touch it, and there are two giant garnets basically in the eye. So it feels like the stone is like almost as if stone formed over them. They haven't been carved in, they haven't been set in, they are just embedded within solid stone. Dora, Not, we'll get them on the way out. It'll Let's take a while, but he could get them out <laughs> if he had some machinery. <laughs> all right, all right. But remember, this is here, and I <laughs> noted. Also, as you guys enter, the glow gets brighter. So now it is about, I would say, as bright as it is inside are here. Are seeker stones uh, And uh, are there any loose? I'd say there's about half a dozen, like, fist-sized ones just lying about. You have descended into a huge domed room. The circle is as wide as the platform that held the bull above you, about 60 feet in diameter. And there's a domed ceiling that reaches about 30 feet above you. The walls and ceiling of this dome are covered in intricate stone carvings leafed with gold and silver. It depicts the dead god of earth, Ogun, as a mountain tall enough to partially blot out the very sun. At the foot of this mountain is a young elven woman, her belly full with child and her arms outstretched. The palms of her hand are turned back and toward the room and appear to be covered in a gold leaf. Religion, yeah. so I have a 21. Excellent. Yeah, you actually have heard this story. So she she goes up the mountain. Randolph. <laughs> Randolphina comes down. She comes down pregnant. Uh, she bears How a child. She is then brought into slavery. There is uh, she is captured and put into a slavery by the forces of Baros, and is and she was kept at his tower. You were your Baros. Baros was the old god of order. Okay. okay. We don't like him. And Baros, and you don't like anybody. Yeah, and you just and you know that there was something about a tower, and she was enslaved at the at, at the tower. At a big giant onyx tower. Actually, now that you think about it, yeah, at a big giant onyx tower. Um, like the big giant onyx tower that much is occasionally like that, visible at the break in the Godstorm. Much that like that big onyx, onyx tower. tower. Exactly like that big onyx tower. So let's talk for a second about the world storm. The world storm was created by the god of man, Zavon, during his dying moments as a way to shield the five kingdoms from the destruction that enveloped the rest of the planet. It is a mile-high storm of swirling wind and lightning, with Ani and 1,500 miles in radius all around it as the calm center of this storm. 
It is an unyielding, unending, swirling mass, except for one time a year, on the beginning of the hour that the God's War started, the storm simply vanishes, and the skies remain perfectly clear for the hour that the God's War lasted. You'll see on the far south of our world map the Spear of Jardin, that is the last known outpost of civilization. It is the last manned, fortified building before you get to the Great Void. The soldiers stationed there, who have seen the world storm fall, swear that they can see a tower far, far in the center of the void, hundreds of miles in. And it is also during this hour that the impossible road appears, a perfectly straight, perfectly formed road that rises out of the black coal soot of the void and extends for hundreds and hundreds of miles directly towards this black spire. You would also know something about this temple, actually, okay. now, that, now that you're thinking about it. This, this, this temple has been around for a very, very long time, but it's sealed right after the God's War. Right after the God's War, it was sealed with 40 elven warriors, sorry, 40 dwarven warriors sealed in with it, defending it. And it did so spontaneously, someone sealed it. You don't know that. No and one we, knows why. We just know it was sealed mm -hmm. in some yeah. capacity. Well, then apparently they killed each other. Because they're all, with stab, he said he saw stab. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but wounds they were that sealed inside here. Then. There are wounds that you would know this just by looking. There are wounds that are caused here that these weapons could not have caused. They could not have caused these wounds to each other. I'm not thrilled. <laughs> well, how could you not be thrilled? But look at all this. <laughs> so something inside here killed all these people uh, when after the doors were sealed. There's nothing to pry away. It, it, this hasn't been assembled. It's like it was just formed. What do you say there, buddy? This is so weird. It's like this stuff grew here or something. There's no edges to anything. I can't pry except, up anything. Except for between this room and the wall beyond. So the wall you're touching is all one solid grown piece, but there is a gap where this goes out and touches this wall. This is clearly not the rest of this wall. This is clearly just you, hiding You're in something. two separate pieces. So if the round room is a piece and that wall it's facing, feel like two separate individual things. Wait, wait. Wow, okay. So Doro puts his hands on it. And this, no, this is what you see from upstairs. The entire room below is beginning to turn and the stairs are beginning to retract. Para's going down. It's fine. Yay! Okay. All right. Uh, roll a dexterity. I have been put into yes. a situation. Yes, you have been. Um, I touched it again, sorry. Not, well, that was out of necessity. Fair enough. Uh, yes! 16 right. plus uh, 117. Nice, okay. No, 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 plus three, so. Ooh. So you just so you, you just kind of run down half and then push your hand up and just kind of drop on the other half and a light into the room. <laughs> and Para kind of stumbles after you. So it goes, and as it's rising up, the entire room rotates 90 degrees to the left, exposing an identical room as far as size and shape directly to the west. This room is the same size and shape as the one you just came from. Stone reliefs also cover the walls of this room, these wrapped in brass and copper that depicts the Union, a massive castle with impossibly tall walls that dominated all of the fertile flat land of the South that existed before the Great Void. Surrounding the Union are massive fields of grain, wheat, and corn, farmed by hundreds of thousands of elves, dwarves, and humans alike, all bound as slaves. Among these workers stands the woman, her infant child wrapped in emerald and silver fabrics and worn across her back as she labors under a sun of pure copper. On the floor in the center of the room is a five-foot platinum disc, mirroring the one from the temple above. If one of the players stands, whoops, whoops, whoops. Well, it's gonna whoops. happen. Nothing, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, nothing. Uh, there's also a couple of the dwarven corpses in this room. There's, there's one over here, again, these wounds could not have been happened by their axes. One, Do they look like an animal? One has been ripped apart, just literally ripped in half. That Gross. clearly was done by a large creature, but another one has been cut apart by swords. You know, very, very sharp, very, very fine. You'd almost guess Elven. 
So it doesn't all match up. You're not sure what's happened. I'm not sure what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, whatever it was, it wasn't good. Mm -mm. All right. Um, and so may maybe we might want to go someplace where better things happen than you know, you're in it now. shredded corpses. <laughs> you know, technically, if we wanted to, well, how would sleep you down want to? You know, the chances of them opening the door. I completely slim. agree. Fine. But, but how would you leave if you wanted to? That's we're, the not we're not leaving. We can't sleep. Oh, we're going to sleep right well, here? Well, I think we at we're least... We're in a perfectly safe place. Well, so no. We don't know if we're in a perfectly safe place. Um, I'd at least like to scope the perimeter. Are there any other points of... Egress or... Yeah. Mm. Solid rock. Unblemished. Unmortared. Just solid stone ever around you. And then carved reliefs. I've and, never felt more safe. And then this, and then this platinum disc. And then a platinum disc in the Nobody center of the floor. Nobody touched the platinum disc for three hours. It's can a pressure flight. <laughs> can we do that? Yeah, can we just fucking sleep, please? I just please? want to sleep. All right, so All right, guys, you'll take yeah, your nappy yeah, now. <sighs> take your spells back. All right, you guys back. done sleeping? Are you ready? Yes. Yes. All right, and I kind of. Put my shield up and kind of go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody Everyone's, stand back. Everyone kind of is like, you know, Paris like up against Action the wall. And yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> Actually, don't touch the walls. Step a little bit away from the walls. Yeah, don't okay. get behind me. You ready? Yeah. And I step onto the, the desk. The entrance to the room over here vanishes as it rotates back towards the other way. Roll intelligence rolls. Oh, don't touch that. Seven. Nope, that's a one. <laughs> Three. Ooh, 20. Done. You can tell that it moved exactly twice as long as it did when it turned this way. So it's kind of doing like a 180. That's exactly. Instead of moving 90 degrees, it moved 180 this way. So it must be facing that way now. But, but it's solid wall facing you now. So, so you are now in this room. Okay, so you know when you had to take IQ tests as children? Yes. Um, and you got to the part. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty good on most of it, but the, you know the questions where the, you have to, they like unfold a box yeah. and then they ask you mm -hmm. like what it would look like. Space That's what I'm best at. Yeah, yeah. I am so awful at that. That's what I was good at. Spatial awareness is what I can actually do in my head. Yeah, the other stuff I was fine. It yep. was like, that, so. So we found your weakness, have we? <laughs> <laughs> She's just running into walls. <laughs> I thought you were the smart one. Take inspiration. You just got a point of inspiration. All right, excellent. So we need. I bought the kid. <laughs> oh, what? No. Hey, I'm part of this team too. Can you just leave me here? No, we can't leave him here. You I bought the girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know what? I'll do it. Fine, I'll stay. Yes, I'd, I'd like oh to see God. me take orders. And he just kind of pushes you. Um. All right, but he's like, like, like trying to push you off the thing. And he can't. Last, you want me to stay? The one with the shield. You guys go, I'll stay, I'll stay. Just get I, off it. I think it's better to have someone who has at least some strength to be the one who stays on their own, um, rather than the weakest being alone. You know what? I'm staying. Get off the thing. Fine, okay. And you step off it and the room rotates back. And now you have an opening again. I'll so, stay here with Para just in case something happens. Okay, so we need to go in the other room and see what other points may open up or not. Okay. You three move out here. You two stay in here. Once the parties are separated, Para steps onto the a stone. And again, <laughs> you guys are closed. <laughs> and it opens up. Okay, and now, I'm, now I get it. That room is the only one that's rotated. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I get it. Okay. exactly. All right. 
In this third identical round chamber, the union is again shown, in, and that's the big, huge thing. The union is again shown in the middle of an industrial wasteland. Steam pipes run up from the union in every direction and out into the cracked, parched earth around it as tendrils of dark smoke seep from the ground. Standing before the mighty fortress is a single man, his arm raised high above his head holding a foot-wide hoop forged from a dark purple stone that bathes him in a pink and purple glow. His chest is bare, exposing a series of long scars across his back and shoulders. In front of the man stands Baros in a crimson robe, flanked on either side by a pair of massive golden fists on tall stone pedestals. And as in the other rooms, a five-foot platinum disc sits dead center. And that's what you're seeing. Okay, so wait, Doro, are these fists like the fists that exactly. you saw? Exactly. Yes. Same size, everything. Okay. And they face this way. So wait, so... So the thumb this. is towards us. Correct. Yeah. On the back of those, there was indentations on this, the one that I saw. So like where the knuckles would be? Yeah. All right, well at this point, I'd say the pair of... Okay, so... Now you guys are just in the room. You, I mean, you haven't heard, you can hear nothing inside this room. Nothing. It's just silent. You have no idea. All right, I'm a little concerned about the others. So one of us needs to stay here and one of us needs to join the others. You can't. Yeah, we can. Yeah, there's two people in there. there's two people here. Right? You stand on that again. Nothing happens. Exactly. The only way that rotates is if that one's on it to get in there. So you have to, you're just going to have to wait until someone lets you back in. That's right. All right. Well, then we... Uh, chit chat about old times. Okay, excellent. Okay. Remember that time you all cried? Right. All right. Uh, <laughs> you dead brother. <laughs> you all hear crying. Yes. Let's. <laughs> no, I'm just Do you hear that? It sounds like a lost soul in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if we stand on the platinum plate in here? Oh, wait, oh there's no platinum plate. There's just which... that staircase down, which is now retracted. So. There's nothing, it's just bare. Uh, Which okay. way is this facing right now? This is now facing due east, connecting this room. So this uh, room is now connected to that room. So I Para know is on, I can't say it because I'm in the Para, on that far Yes, one. exactly. Okay. Para and Michael, yeah, Michael has now been removed. So Para and Michael are in the far one removed from the party. It's gonna be tough. Okay. Just getting him to get off that. Room. Oh my God, it's like it's like when you have to bring the chicken and the fox and mm-hmm. the Oh, he's already stepped off the, the platform. Uh, Nothing's happened now. Yeah, the thing now. with the frog. Yeah, it uh, apparently has deactivated. Same, same yeah. idea, yeah. And he, oh, it's so frustrating, I know what has to happen. Um, <laughs> Should I put you in the room first? Um, okay, so, I mean, presumably yeah, someone, someone has to go stand on that thing. Yes, so I, I walk over with my shield. And... I, I'm staying in the main room. Okay, where are you, Doro? I would, no, I prefer you stay here, okay. I think. Okay, well, I'll stay here then. Okay, so this entire room, which is now facing this way, yeah. boom, begins to turn south, revealing a room to the south. As soon as I stepped on that, I went, sorry, no, I should not have been the one to connect with <laughs> And then boom, you're just closed off now. Yeah. And it's just quiet and it's like you and a corpse. The southern chamber is also covered in intricately carved stone reliefs that tell the sad tale of Orem's defeat. The son of Ogan, an immortal, was horribly outclassed by the cosmic might he was facing. The god of order sought to make an example out of this challenger, slowly turning his flesh to stone over the course of an entire day as Orem cursed and raged. In the relief, Orem is depicted as a hollow glass sculpture. In the center of the room is another platinum disc. So each time you stand on one of these platinum things, it rotates this much. Yeah. Well, it went left, then 180, then 90. That's what's happened so far. It's so it went like chunk, 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 almost. Yeah. Okay, well, so this is open. I look at her and I start moving towards the, the disc. Yeah, it okay. makes sense. Okay. Well, I, I guess... just go and get on. Well, actually, I go up to it and then I like jump and get on it. All right, so you both, <laughs> you enter the room and he jumps onto it, right? And the room chunk seals off, okay? And the statue begins to gather silver. silver. Statue? So there's an, a glass statue of Orem oh, as right. part of the Is release, right? You're right? Silver dust begins to empty into it like an hourglass and begins to, to fill up at the feet. Torvik, where you are, Para and Zion, where you are, I need perception rolls. 
You hear a creaking and a clicking and a shattering of thin layers of stone as you turn to see the dwarven skeletons rise, their eyes glowing red as they shamble towards you. And we're gonna stop right there. So thank you guys for joining us for the third and nearly final part of Into the Ironwood. Next week will be our 10th episode, and at that point, we are going to take a season one mid-break. I am exhausted. I, it has taken me about 15 hours per edit, and I just can't keep up with it. I am barely getting this one out. So I am just going to take the month to get a little bit ahead in the edits, kind of relax a bit, and then we're going to get right back into it for the next 10 episodes that will wrap up season one. So that's it for God's Fall this week. We will see you next week. I will try to get it out as close to Sunday as possible, but again, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be late.